morning, everyone. Nice to see you. So, very excited this morning to be sharing uh, the, the next set of missional habits. We've been doing these missional habits uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I have two more for you to learn this morning out of the, the total of the five that we're that we're doing. Um, but before we get to those, I wanted to start on a complete tangent, if that's okay. Um, start as I mean to go on. And um, the tangent I want to talk about is time. We all get a finite amount of time in our, in our lives here on earth. And we can sell it, we can uh, use it selfishly, we can uh, give it away generously or exchange it, but we can't hoard it and we can't save it and we can't make more of it. And so without question, time becomes our most precious resource that we have. And because of that, how we choose to spend our time, it shapes us into how we live and, and who we become like. Why am I talking about time? Well, I think maybe because the fir for the first time in these missional habits that we're talking about, uh, the missional habits I'm talking about today require you to give some of your time. Let's just have a quick recap. We've already heard some of it um, already. Great testimony from, from Rosemary and also from the video that we've seen about eat. But what's the first habit that we learned two weeks ago? To bless. To bless. So to bless other people. And we've heard from Graham that uh, to bless people actually doesn't have to be that much of an inconvenience to us, does it? It doesn't have to cost us a lot of time or a lot of money. A, a kind word here or a small act of service there. And you're blessing people. You're blessing people. Okay, so we've got blessed. What about the second habit? Eat, okay. Uh, now, I know that we can turn this into quite an effort um, and quite a lot of cost in terms of time and money, but it doesn't have to be. It was, what, what was it, change Bridgenorth one bolognese at a time, Graham? That was it. Um, it doesn't have to be that way, and as we heard from the video from Michael Frost there uh, this morning, we, we're eating anyway uh, three times a day, at least. Um, so, so why not invite people to our table? Why not uh, invite them to the meals that we're already making? So it doesn't have to cost us that much anyway. But today, however, I'm looking at two slightly different habits. And the habits that I'm looking at today, they, they do require a commitment of time from you. And the, the habits we're looking at today are listen and learn. And I hope to be able to convince you today that it is a worthwhile endeavor giving up some of your time to invest in these habits. Because again, as I've already said, how we choose to spend our time shapes us into how we live and who we live like. So first of all, listen. And it's listen to the Holy Spirit. I just want to share a scripture with you from uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. 
And I, I love the way that Mark details this, this scripture. Mark's gospel is a, quite a fast-paced gospel. Uh, it's the shortest of the, the four, and uh, it's often one that uh, we encourage uh, new believers or um, the people who, who don't believe yet to, to read. It's a, it's a good gospel to start with. Um, and yet here, Mark slows right down and draws out this detail of this uh, way that Jesus starts his day. And it's written in the context of a previous day that was incredibly busy in Jesus' life. He had preached a sermon, cast out an evil spirit, he'd uh, healed Peter's mother-in-law, and then he'd spent the evening healing more people and sending out uh, more demons and evil spirits from people. What an exhausting day. I struggle with just one talk, and then I'm, uh, I'm wiped out. Anyway, Jesus had this massively busy day, and so what does he do? He starts the day by going off to somewhere solitary to spend time alone praying uh, with God. Jesus, Jesus models for us the importance of spending time alone with God, and this is a critical element of, of a missional Christian's lifestyle. And we're looking specifically this morning at listening to the Holy Spirit. And I want to answer the question first, well, why? Why is that a missional habit? Why is that important? And I want to give you two primary reasons. First of all, it's rest for your souls. It's rest for your souls. In other words, it, it protects us against burnout. It protects us against being disillusioned. It protects us against being unloving towards other people. I've, I've had a, a, a fairly um, busy period of work over the last three or four months, and what I found is that as I spent less time resting, uh, I became more reluctant to loving people, and I became less good at it. People became more irritating towards me. Uh, people became harder work to deal with because I wasn't resting properly. I wasn't spending time, that time with God. Often we stop caring about other people because we stop caring for ourselves properly. And just in the same way as we need sleep and food to sustain our bodies and our minds, we need to spend time with the Holy Spirit alone to rest our souls as well and to restore them. So there's rest for our souls and secondly, there's preparation for God's work. So Michael Frost, the guy you saw in the video who, who developed these missional habits, in his book he, he writes about this world church spectrum that, that we're on and that we can sometimes see people who are of the two extremes. So um, on the one extreme, those who are like the world, Christians who, who become like the world, we blend in. We don't look any different from those around us. We act and we speak and we, we do just like the world does. And therefore, in, in all intents and purposes, we become invisible to, to everyone else. At the other end of the spectrum, the church end of the spectrum, we can become elitist and we can become proud and, and therefore we become like the Pharisees uh, and people in the world don't want anything to do with us because of that. And so the, the true Christian has this very fine path to walk between those two points. Somewhere in the middle of that spectrum where we're inviting to people and yet at the same time we're different from the world around us. And by spending time with the Holy Spirit, 
The Holy Spirit will direct us to redress that balance each week, to make sure that we're not too much like the world and we're not too much elitist and like a Pharisee, but we're we're in that, that very fine balance in the middle. And so we need to spend time preparing for God's work by spending time with the Holy Spirit. Paul puts it like this, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So how do we learn the habit of listen? It sounds fairly obvious, doesn't it? But um, I wanted to give us some, some pointers this morning, some things that I think help us uh, develop a good habitual act of listening in our lives. And the first one is that we need to come to rest. We need to stop, basically. Stopping is something that is becoming increasingly frowned upon in our culture. It's often misinterpreted as laziness or um, uh, lack of commitment to things. But God designed us to stop, and he didn't just design us to stop every once in a while, he designed us to have stopping in the rhythm of our lives. We can call it Sabbath, we can call it weekend, you can call it a rest, you can call it whatever you like, but we have to, we have to build in stopping into our lives, stopping often. I wonder when was the last time you remember just stopping, being completely unproductive and stopping. That's the first thing we need to do. The second thing we need to do, or I wanna encourage you to do this morning, is to find your alone place. If you and I want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say, we need to find an alone place. This is a place of privacy and solitude where we're without distraction, we're without other people, and we can spend time with the Holy Spirit privately. Um, And before someone tells you that there is only one way of doing this, there isn't. There's lots of different ways. Give you a few examples of people from the Bible. Moses had his tent, uh, Elijah a cave. Daniel was in his room. Jesus favored the wilderness and mountains. And Peter a rooftop. They all had places where they spent time alone with God. So I want to encourage you to find an alone place. Find a place that works for you, a place where you can be private with God, where you can turn your phone off and be away from other people. So we've got, we need to stop. We need to find our alone place. And, and thirdly, we need to be quiet and patient. When we come before God, we often, or I often come at least, with a shopping list of things that I want to talk to God about or an agenda uh, to, to go through with him. But we actually need to start with silence. Most people do anything they possibly can to avoid silence. They find it incredibly uncomfortable, and I can, I can understand that, but in order for us to hear, we have to first stop talking. And we need to get used to the practice of silence. Michael Frost in his book talks about 20 minutes, spending 20 minutes, at least the first 20 minutes, just in silence in that place where you're alone um, before you become accustomed to, to listening. Um, I don't know whether it's 20 minutes or not, but certainly a good period of time you need to spend ju- just quiet. And so listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him speak love and encouragement and direction over your life.
Let him refuel you for the times of difficulty and trouble ahead maybe in the week. Let him refuel you for the times that, you've just, that have just gone that you found difficult. Spend time once a week, this is the challenge, spend time once a week listening to the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's listen. But there's a, a fourth habit that I wanna share with you this morning as well. And the fourth one is learn. Learn Jesus. I wonder, have, have anyone here, has anyone here, you can just raise your hand, ever met anyone famous? Met any famous? Oh, a few hands, good, okay, good. I met someone, I met uh, Chris Eubank once, the boxer. That was, that was my claim to fame. Um, and I wonder, that person that you met who was famous, I wonder whether you spoke to one of your friends or your family about it afterwards, um, that, that, who wasn't there, and uh, uh, told them that, oh, I met, this, I met this famous person. And I wonder what question, if any, that they asked. I think there's a question that a lot of people ask when you, when you say, well, I met this famous person. And it's this, what were they like? And I wonder how easy it was for you to answer that question. You see, it really depends on how much time you actually spent with the person. Did you see them from afar? Did you just shake their hand? Or did you spend some time talking to them? Did you spend a number of days with them? Perhaps it was a person who um, is a particular hero of yours and you, you've researched them and you know quite a lot about them. Or perhaps it's just someone that you, that you knew that was interesting. You see, depending on how much we know about them or how much time we spent on them determines how easy it is to tell someone else about who they are or what they're like. And we've been encouraging you, or Graham has been encouraging you over the last couple of weeks to, to bless and to eat with people, and he's been very careful to point out that the motives behind doing that are simply to bless people because of blessing them, to love them, uh, and to eat with people, just to enjoy spending time with them and, um, and to live differently and to stand out. But we've also encouraged you that should someone say, well, why are you doing that? What's the answer that Graham's been giving us? Because we are a follower of Jesus. Okay, because we are a follower of Jesus. But I want you to play this scenario out with me. Someone comes to me one day and they say, well, James, I've seen you've been, uh, you've been looking after these guys really well or you've been eating with these people and you, you, you're different from, from the rest of us. Why is that? And I say to them, because I'm a follower of Jesus. What happens next? So they say, oh, right, okay. Yeah. And they just carry on. They might do that. But more often than not, we are inviting people with our lifestyles to ask questions. And I would, I would submit to you this morning that perhaps following that statement of, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, there'll probably be more questions to follow that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So how do we answer those questions of, well, what's Jesus like? Or what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Or who is Jesus? How do we answer those questions? It's hard to talk about someone that we don't really know. And I think sometimes as Christians, we fall into this trap of genuinely having a, a living faith in Jesus Christ, and yet sometimes not learning Jesus, not learning 
his story, not learning his character, not learning his uh, way of living, his way of life. And so how do we equip ourselves as Christians to be ready for those questions? And that's the purpose of this missional habit, to learn Jesus. So what does it mean to learn Jesus? Um, Michael Frost uses this phrase called marinate yourselves in the Gospels. In other words, I want to encourage you this morning to learn who Jesus is through reading the Gospels, the four books in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels are the narrative and the story of Jesus' life, so if we want to know what Jesus was like, what he said, what he did, we want to know that detail, then, then they are the first place to go. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by spending time reading the Gospels again and again and again. I want to encourage you this morning, once a week, to spend some time reading a significant chunk of the Gospel, a Gospel, each week. You can choose which one it is. And I want to encourage you to repeat that cycle over and over again. When you get to the end of John, start back in Matthew again. To remind ourselves continuously of the character and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And don't just stop if you want at, at reading the Gospels. Watch films about Jesus. Listen to audio books about Jesus. There's plenty of options out there. But as Christians, we need to be continually feeding our minds about what Jesus is like. We, we find it completely acceptable in our society to quote lots of different famous people as, as we go, over, uh, go, go through our lives. I want to encourage you, it's acceptable to quote Jesus to people. It's acceptable to quote what he said and what he did to people. So, listen to the Holy Spirit. Take time out each week to listen to the Holy Spirit. Take time out each week to read some of the gospel on top of what you're reading with the Bible anyway. Uh, I started this morning talking about time and I thought a lot about it over the past few months. And sometimes I've come to that place where I've said, ah, oh, I just don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time. But it isn't really true, is it? I mean, if you take one of my days or one of your days, or one of my weeks and one of your weeks in isolation, we have the same amount of time as one another. Uh, the difference is how we choose to spend it. How we choose to spend our time shapes us into how we want to live and who we want to be like. And we've been encouraging you and we'll be continuing to encourage you this year uh, to follow Jesus, to serve others, to live differently. And part of living differently sometimes means spending your time differently. So let me encourage you all this morning to set aside your time to listen to the Holy Spirit and to learn Jesus and for those missional habits to transform the way you live your lives throughout the remainder of the week. Let me pray for you and I'll hand back over. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the model that you set us of habitually rhythmically spending time stopping and spending time with God, spending time listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I pray for each of us this morning as we, as we leave this place that we 
would take hold of that missional habit to listen to your Holy Spirit and we would, we would enjoy spending time in your presence. That you would make it clear to each one of us individually where that, that special place is, be it in the wilderness, be it in a bedroom, wherever it is to spend time alone with you and hear your voice clearly. And I pray you would speak clearly to people and that there would be testimony of encouragement through people hearing your voice. And I pray also, Lord Jesus, that as we learn you, as we learn your story that is written down in those four books of the Bible, and as we commit ourselves to repetitively learning those stories, that that would feed into our conversations with other people. As people stop and see that we're different, as we bless people, as we eat with people, as we live different lives to the world around us, and people ask the question, well, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? That we would not worry about what it means to preach the gospel or any of that, but we would remember to tell them your story and the impact that has had on our lives. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.